Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Now we're at the top of page Nuntes, page 59, speaking about why um, Yaakov and Rivka were, able, were allowed to take the blessings, the blessings that were meant to go to Esav through trickery, deception, because that's how originally the negative forces of Esav, which symbolizes the negative forces, that's how they originally got these these holy sparks, was through deception of the snake. And this is the reason that Rivka and Yaakov shehained Adam and Chava, which are, uh, in essence, the same idea of Adam and Chava. The sh- well, how do we know that they symbolize also Adam and Chava? The Shufri, the Yankiv, Mein Shufri, the Adam and Like it says, and the sages say that the, the beauty of Yaakov is similar to the beauty of the first man, of Adam and Rishin. And that's why we see that Yaakov is compared to Adam and Rivka. And Rivka is on the same level as Chavo. And that's why Rivka and Yaakov also That's why they did deception and tricks in order to take the blessings from Esau. Uh, because that's the way that Esau got these blessings, these holy sparks in the first place, is through trickery. It's known that what the sages say in the Zayar of Chochma Yisbariru, it says that through Chochma, which is the, through Chochma, which is the first, the highest level of the ten spheres, Chochma, wisdom, and the highest level of the Chochma Binadas of all the ten spheres, it says through Chochma Yisbariru, there will be, they will be refined, refining, uplifting this, of all sparks of holiness comes through the idea of Chochma. Hainu, which what what is this? Which level of chachma are you referring to? The hidden core essence of chachma, which is even a higher level of chachma than the regular chachma batzilus. To be sham that from that level of chachma is the main power and the ability, the potential that we have to refine the holy sparks of the physicality. As explained in the siddur in dach, the chachma stima nikra arma, and Chachma stima, this level, hidden level of chachma, which gives us the power to refine the sparks, is actually called arma trickery. Like it says, I am wisdom, and I dwell in trickery and deception. So we see the relationship between chachma and arma and uh, trickery. Explain another place why um, why is chachma stima called this a deception, this trickery. And that's why the way that we refine the holy sparks of physicality is also in a way of trickery, of deception, because the main refining of sparks comes through Chachma, like the Zayar says, Chachma is and Chachma is the same level, Chachma is the same level as this idea of trickery, of deception. 
And usually he's explaining the Chachma is letters Koyach Ma, the power of what, which what always refers to, like explained before, what refers to Bittel, self-effacement, surrender of the ego. Because like Moshe and Aaron said about themselves, what are we? Meaning Rashi says, what, how, what importance do we have before Hashem? So the Chachma is the power of Bittel, of what? And being that it's the highest of the ten spheres, and even within a person's soul, chachma is the power of intellect, where it's not about me understanding, it's just about the concept shining within me in an objective way, just seeing the truth of the concept without me understanding, mixing in my own ideas and understandings and motives. That's the idea of chachma, is just uh, <clears throat> allowing for the concept to shine within you, <clears throat> which is an expression of bittel. So the refining of the spiritual sparks in physicality comes through imbuing them with a feeling of Hashem, and that's through the idea of Bittl. Through with dealing with physicality in a way where you feel Hashem, where your intentions are focused on Hashem. And so we see that the, the refining is through Chachma, and Chachma is also called trickery, arma, um, deception. Dehine, lo behold. <clears throat> so now we have to understand, what is this idea of the deception being involved in our refining the sparks from physicality? When a person is involved with physicality in an actual way, he's actually involved in physical things. It's like physical eating. So how to refine these sparks within the physical food is when he eats for the sake of heaven, eats for the sake of Hashem, to be able to use that energy from his food to serve Hashem. And not to eat just to fulfill the desires of his soul to, you know, get whatever pleasure he wants, self-gratification. Rather, <clears throat> only that through the eating, through the energy that he'll get from that food, he'll be able to daven better, with more intention, and learn better. When a person, um, when a person brings about within himself uh, that he shouldn't, he shouldn't desire just for the physical pleasure of that of that food. Rather, that he should only relate to food in a way because he, he knows that it. it's only necessary to have that physical food in order that he should have energy to serve Hashem. When a person brings about, he brings that about within himself, he changes himself that he shouldn't just eat because he desires the, the taste of the food. Rather, he just eats whatever is necessary for him because he needs it for his energy. Then he really he doesn't feel so much the taste and the pleasure within the physical food when he relates to food in a way where it's just for not because he desires it for self gratification rather just because he needs it to exist to serve Hashem he stops feeling so much the the pleasure and the taste within the food and according to how much the way that he brought about within himself taking away his desire for food. His desire for the physical food, that will be also the level of how much he doesn't feel the, 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 the pleasure, doesn't feel the taste of the food. person that, that really worked on himself a lot more and doesn't desire just the physical physicality of the taste of the food, that will be how much he also has taken away his feeling of the taste of the food. As it's known that in the, in the, in the general world, before the sin of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, so the whole world was a lot more refined. There was a lot more edel, a lot more refined, a lot more spiritual, uh, not as coarse. 
I mean, the world wasn't uh, in a way of just like feel of it wasn't in a way of um, physical pleasures, and that wasn't the focus, and that wasn't the the just the world wasn't like that. It wasn't made up of physical pleasure so much. and self gratification. Rather, only through the sin of tree of knowledge of good and evil, that's how the idea of taiva, of desire, of lust, was brought about in a person. The person's desire for just for the taste of physical physical things. Through that sin of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the whole world descended, the general world descended, and became, um, it brought about within this world the feeling of physical pleasure. Before this, this original sin, there was, um, within the person, there wasn't this idea of taiba, of just lusting and desiring for physicality and for physical pleasure. It was self-gratification. Even though before the sin, they did deal with physicality. They did eat, they did drink, they slept. Even though they dealt with physicality, there wasn't, with, in their dealings with physicality, there wasn't a feeling of pleasure, physical pleasure. It was just that they felt that they got energy from these things and they were able to exist and to serve Hashem better. Similarly, it is now. That the fact that in the phys- in, in food there is a physical pleasure, excuse me, the fact that there was within food a physical pleasure, and he says in parentheses, this physical pleasure within food actually does bring a person down spiritually a lot. Hashem help us. So, the fact that there is physical pleasure within within food, that comes about through the lust and the desire of a person to have self-gratification. That a person desires the physical. So when a person has that desire in physical, that is actually what brings about the feeling of the pleasure that he gets from the eating. If he didn't have that lust, that desire for physicality, he wouldn't have that intense pleasure in physical uh, food and physical dealing with all physicality. When a person works on himself and brings about that he shouldn't desire and lust for uh, physical pleasures, then he doesn't feel so much the physical pleasure within the physical things and food. Rather, all he feels when he eats food, being that he doesn't lust for it, he doesn't feel the, the pleasure he gets, the, the the taste of the food. Rather, he feels just the energy that he gets through it. And when the person's intention is, um, when he eats, is for the um, strengthening of his of his energy, getting more energy in order to pray and to learn Torah better. And a higher level is when a person, his intention is that he should receive he should get his energy from the godly, the godly spark within the food. Meaning, he wants his whole intention is to get in touch with that godly spark within the food, to uplift it, and to get in touch with that spark. That's what he. That's his intention when he eats, not just to get physical, physical energy from that food in order to serve Hashem. But no, he actually wants that food because he sees the godly spark hidden within, and he wants to connect to that spark to a lot higher level. So when a person's intention is when he's eating, it's just to strengthen his energy to be able to pray better and to learn better. Then when he prays afterwards through the energy that he got through this eating, and he says Hashem is one, and he says, when he says the Shema, he speaks about Hashem as a true oneness, that he's the only true existence. If he's really, if we're talking about a person that is really 
um, relevant to understand and to connect to this idea of the true oneness of Hashem, because not everyone is on that level where they truly comprehend Hashem's true oneness and they can truly feel it and live by it. Uh, or at least the person understands the concept of Hashem's true oneness, that He's the only true existence and everything is totally nullified to Him. And as if it doesn't exist, He can at least understand it, the idea very well. And He at least admits that this is the truth, even though if He doesn't really feel it and He doesn't live by it and He doesn't, it doesn't permeate His whole existence, at least He admits it and He understands it really well. And that through that, admitting to that truth, at least it brings about within Him the actual service, meaning he acts according to that realization and he lives his life according to that, even though it didn't, he doesn't feel it and didn't permeate his whole body and his whole existence and his whole mind and his heart. Uh, in another place, that there's different levels of this comprehension and the idea of, uh, of living by Hashem Echad, Hashem's true oneness. Either a person truly living by it and truly feeling it and it just changes his whole reality and the whole way he looks at the world or a person understands it well and therefore he admits to its truth even though he doesn't, doesn't his whole perspective is not changed by it but he admits to it and he lives his life according to that realization so when a person eats and he gets the energy from it from that eating and then afterwards he he uses that energy to actually pray and say Hashem Echod then to speak about Hashem's true oneness if he's holding by it or if he's not holding by it totally then, or he, during davening, he comprehends and he contemplates the idea of which is refer, which refers to how Hashem, <coughs> there is Baruch, drawn down, which all these three, three things, shame, covid, and Malchus, relate to an external ray of godliness, contracted, limited ray of godliness, is drawn down to the world, to create the world. So he contemplates how how the whole world just get their energy from an external ray of godliness and that all the world is nothing compared to Hashem. He uses the energy that he got from eating to comprehend this and to pray and to have these contemplations of either the true oneness of Hashem or how all the worlds just get their energy from an external ray. And then, after contemplating these things, he's automatically aroused with the great love for godliness when he says, You shall love Hashem your God with all your heart. Then the godly spark within the food that gave him the energy to say these things and to contemplate these ideas in davening and to experience this love, all this only came about through eating that food and getting the energy to be able to really focus during prayer and to feel these emotions for Hashem. Then that godly spark within the food that gave him this energy is ascends like a burnt offering and like a sacrifice to Hashem goes up to Hashem when you bring it on the altar. This is how you make this is how you refine that spark and you uplift it and you bring it back to its source through using that spark for holiness and through for Hashem. And when you do experience those godly emotions, then that spark is being uplifted and absorbed within godliness. To Kamui Bikarbonis, just like in sacrifices in the simple sense, how you they will bring a physical animal onto the altar. And then it would be subsumed and absorbed within the 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 spiritual fire that would come down from heaven, and it would be uplifted back to its source of the animal back in the world of Tayu, like we said before, that the source of all physical things, of the the inanimate, the animal, uh, inanimate, the vegetation, the animal, all come from the world of Tayu, with the intense revelation of, of divine energy there. So through bringing that 
animal up onto the altar and it being absorbed back to its source through the godly fire which descended on the altar. And then through that ascension of that thing back to its source, it brings about a reach nichech lachem, like it says that um, through the on the about the carbonis, about the sacrifices, it said this verse that they are a pleasing scent to Hashem, which these which means that these in the spiritual sense, when this thing goes, when this spiritual energy, the soul of the animal, goes back to its source and becomes absorbed within its spiritual source, that brings about a reach nichech, which is. Uh, a spiritual, a godly pleasure to Hashem. That this goes back to its source. And like in other places explained, like we're going to say soon, actually, Reach Nichoyach is, Nichoyach comes with the word Nichoyach Starga, a descension, a, de- a descent. It brings down a certain level of godliness to this world. When you bring up the animal's soul, the soul back to its source, that causes an equal opposite reaction of a drawing down of godliness. <coughs> um, so, so, then through this animal soul being absorbed back into its source until you you draw down from that spiritual source. Similarly, this applies to the godly spark within the food when it's refined and uplifted back to its source like a burnt offering, like a sacrifice. And then it's brought about through this ascent and this refinement of that spark a pleasing scent to Hashem, should he taste of Eir meaning that there's brought brought about a an additional revelation of Godly energy above in the spiritual realms, because you're now accessing the source of that food within the world of Toyo, which is that intense energy, and you're drawing that energy within all the spiritual worlds, and also you're adding an extra spiritual energy within your Godly soul, and its connection to Hashem. That is the whole process of refining the sparks within the physicality and and accessing that spiritual source I'm telling you and giving extra energy, divine energy to all the worlds and to, within your soul also. And also, when you use that power energy you got from food and you learn that's also how you uplift the spark within the food. And bring about a um, pleasing a pleasing um, a pleasing sent to Hashem, which means an additional revelation of divine energy from the source of that food, to bring about more um, light and more energy to all the worlds and to the person's godly soul. And similarly applies with businessmen, which deal the whole day with their business, with physical things, whatever it is, if they're trading, if they're selling physical things, if they're trading things, if they're dealing with anything physical in business, then it has to be, these businessmen have to deal in their in their work in a faithful way. There shouldn't be any trace of anything forbidden within their business, like falsehood or stealing and the like. Also, another way of dealing with your business in a good way, in a proper way, not only that not having any forbidden things involved in it, also that you shouldn't be overly involved in your business in a workaholic and totally bothered by it to the extent that you can't focus on your prayer and your and your learning. In a way that it would bother him, it would hinder him from learning Torah properly and pro- focusing on davening properly. And how do you come to this? How does a businessman come to this 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 level where he he works in a proper way, faithfully, without any forbidden forbidden things, without any lying or stealing, and also in a way where he's not totally taken over by his business? 
when he knows the truth of the matter, that the truth is that only the blessing of Hashem is what gives him his riches. Only the blessing of Hashem is what gives him his money. Anything that he has, any riches, any money that he gets, and anything, his success in his business is only from Hashem. And this business is only a vessel and a channel for the blessing of Hashem to come down to this physical world. And this is the whole thing that Hashem basically allowed a person to work and to so not learn Torah, you know, he's not he's not focusing out his time on his ultimate purpose, and he's going to work, which is totally a side thing. How come it's permissible for him in the first place? It's because he needs to make a vessel. The even though the truth is that really a person has decided at the beginning of the year how much he's going to make in Rosh Hashanah, and all the blessings really we just said all come from Hashem. All his, all the person's money and all the person's food and everything, all comes from Hashem. But so even though it all comes from Hashem, but they, he was permit, it was permitted to, Hashem permitted the person to make a channel for that godly, that godly um, flow of energy. Like the verse says, and Hashem will bless you in everything that you do. That you do need to do something in the physical world to get that blessing. But it's only a channel. If you want to transform that physical flow of energy, the physical, sorry, the spiritual flow of energy, the spiritual blessings that already exist in your source above, if you want to transform that and bring that down to physical, to translate it into physical blessings and money and food and whatever, then you have to make a physical channel for it. And that is what the business is, is the physical channel that brings that blessing down to physical and translates it to physicality. At the bottom of the page, ki yesh neshamis, now, there are certain souls, they don't need to make any channels for their divine blessing at all. And they're uh, okli, and they're the supernal flow of energy, their blessings from above are drawn down to them without any reason, without any channel, physical vessel to bring down that. There's all, but all, all those only very special souls at the top of page Samech in the parentheses and being that they don't make a physical channel for that godly blessing to come down the blessings are a lot more a lot more refined because they don't become affected by the physical channel like the explain another place in the idea of the man the mana that fell from heaven and like when the Jews were in the in the wilderness it was called bread from heaven and therefore it did not have any <coughs> waste, and therefore they didn't have to go to the bathroom after they used, they ate the mun. Because it was lechem in it was heavenly bread, it didn't have to come down through the channel of physical entrapments, of physicality, of physical food. It stayed spiritual how, how it came down here into this physical world, and therefore it didn't have, it was a lot more refined, didn't have waste in it, and that's the same thing. When these special souls, that they don't need to make physical channels for the blessings, then their blessings that they come down here are a lot more refined, just like the mana was, and didn't have any waste. Somebody who's on this special level, these holy souls, doesn't need to look at, look and search for a specific channel, a vessel, a way to get the, um, you know, a physical channel to get these blessings. And on the contrary, these for these souls, searching out for a physical, physical parnasa, a physical way to get these blessings would be actually a sin for them. Like Yosef Hatzadik, he was punished for the fact that he asked for the the Saramashkin, the the waiter that gave um, Pare 
his drinks, he asked him to remember him when he was in jail, to mention him in Tapare to try and get him out of jail, which is Bar Makamacher has explained in another place that for Yosef, he was on such a high level, and he the fact that he depended his savior and being taken out of prison on a physical person, he tried to make a physical channel for that blessing to come down. That was actually a sin for him because he was on such a high level, he didn't need to make any physical channel for that blessing. And all the blessings that he would get, because he didn't have to be involved in physicality, would be a lot more refined, a lot high, more spiritual. Amnam, however, most souls most souls do require. Uh, channels, physical channels, through that, they could receive their spiritual blessings that exist within their soul above, within the source of their soul above, in order to bring those spiritual blessings down and to translate to the physicality, you need to have a physical channel for that. We'll stop there at the top of page Samech, actually uh, six lines for the top. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teira almost every week. And there you'll also find an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha and on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode, a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this, uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And... You can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of, every, of that episode. Thank you very much.